0: I also want to say thank you to the uh, staff here at the church. They've done a wonderful job. Uh, John Harris's ministry has been greatly appreciated, and the staff uh, in the office and uh, in ministry has been a real consolation to me as the district superintendent, knowing that things have gone well. And to you as a congregation, I say thank you for your patience through this process. Uh, Interestingly, I was with a search team from another church in our district who actually lost their pastor about the same time uh, yours moved on. And uh, they said uh, in the meeting, somebody said, Uh, Dr. Corbin, I have a question to ask you. I've heard a rumor, and I want to know if it's true. Is it true that Faith Alliance Church in Roanoke has a pastor? And I said, yes, it is. Well, why? Why do they and we don't? And I said, well, they worked harder than you. (laughs) I almost said smarter, but I caught that before I got that out. And she said she was sorry she asked. But your team worked very hard, and we give God all the honor and glory. And we do welcome the Krillovs with us. Would you take your Bibles, please, and turn with me to Joshua chapter one. As you well know, we are not the first ones in history to go through a leadership transition. And we see it happening here in Joshua chapter 1, where I'm sure there was a bit of apprehension by the Israelites as they wondered what would it be like for this former associate pastor to come and be the leader. And I would imagine that the associate pastor, Joshua, may well have wondered How is this going to go? So we look at Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, and then we'll go over to verse 10 through the end of the chapter. Now, it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, cross this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am giving to them, to the sons of Israel. Verse 10. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the midst of the camp, and command the people, saying, Prepare provisions for yourselves. For within three days we are to cross this Jordan to go into possess the land which the Lord your God is giving you. To possess it. And to the Reubenites and to the Gadites and to the half tribe of Manasseh, Joshua said, Remember the word which Moses, the servant of the Lord, commanded you, saying, The Lord your God gives you rest and will give you this land. Your wives, your little ones, and your cattle shall remain in the land which Moses gave you beyond the Jordan, but you shall cross before your brothers in a battle array all your valiant warriors, and shall help them, until the Lord gives your brothers rest as he gives you, and they also possess the land which the Lord your God is giving them. Then you shall return to your own land and possess that which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave you beyond the Jordan toward the sunrise. And they answered Joshua, saying, All that you have commanded us we will do. And wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your command and does not obey your words, in all that you command him, shall be put to death. Only be strong and courageous. Gracious Father, This is your holy word. We acknowledge that and ask that by your spirit, you would make it live to us. For we have come today to hear from you. So by your spirit, quicken us, direct us, give us direction. In Christ's name we pray it. Amen. This morning, my desire is to give a word, first of all, to the pastor, and then secondly, give a word to the people, the congregation. For at a time like this, when the two of you come together, it's important to remember and give direction to what God's word has said to us as it relates to our teamwork together in the work of the gospel. So, first of all, to Pastor David. We are glad you and your family are here. We are absolutely convinced this is a work of God and not a work of man. So we acknowledge that and we're delighted to have you here. So I have just a few words to say to you, Pastor. First of all, guard your life. Above all things... As you shepherd this congregation, guard your life. Guard your interior life, for it is out of the interior life that we lead. And if we allow the interior life to crumble and grow stale, it is not long before that begins to show in our life. 1 Thessalonians 4.7 And Titus 2.14, among other places, tell us that when we come to Christ, we are put on a journey, a lifelong journey towards sanctification, holiness, and purity. So my prayer for you is that every day you will diligently drill deep into Jesus and follow Him with all your heart. Ephesians 5.18 tells us, of course, to keep being filled with the Spirit, that every day we ask that God by His Spirit would fill us with Himself because you and I leak, and we need to have that continual filling of the Holy Spirit. I'm amazed and impressed, as you have been, no doubt, with the life of the Apostle Paul when he testified in 1 Corinthians 2 and also in 1 Thessalonians 1, that he came for his ministry and to his ministry not with words that were fanciful and full of logic, but he came in the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit. My prayer for you is that you will indeed be a good expositor of the Word of God, but it would be freighted always with the power and demonstration of the Holy Spirit, or else it will be just a pure lecture. May God help you guide and guard your interior life. Also, may He help you guard your exterior life, your physical life as well. For the Scripture tells us that as believers, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And if this is our temple to God, we have a responsibility to see to it that we take care of our bodies, that we uh, follow proper diet, not too much ice cream. Oh, that was for me, not for you. For exercise, for proper rest. It's kind of like investing in an IRA because we invest in it today so that later we can have continual strength and health to serve Jesus, the King of kings and Lord of lords. If we ignore all that, we can't be guaranteed of that later on. So, pastor, guard your life. Secondly, guard your family. They are your first line of responsibility and discipleship. If you gain all of Roanoke, but your family is not attended to, and they miss the blessings of God, then we have indeed committed a travesty. May God help you to take time, patience, intention to give yourself to your family. And then, of course, guard the flock. Today we place into your hands this wonderful flock, the people of God. Love them. John chapter 10 tells us about the good shepherd who willingly gave himself for the sheep. May God help you be one who loves the congregation, gives yourself to them in all that you can, shepherding them in a variety of ways that will help them. Now, I will tell you, although I don't know this congregation well, I do know sheep, and they do bite sometimes, (laughs) so there may be times of disappointment, but may God give you the grace of a shepherd, not a hireling, who is always looking at their watch to see when they start and when they quit, and always feel like fleeing and running when there's the least bit of problem. May God help you be the shepherd of John chapter Ten. So, love the flock, but also tend them, feed them from this book. May it be that which you weekly and daily feed them from the Word of God, giving them truth and direction at all times, not only from this pulpit, but It will go with you into the committee room. That there will be times when a committee is not sure which way to go and God will give to you a word from the scripture to give direction and guidance. May God give you that in your heart to take the word of God into the counseling room. That we won't use logic only, but that we will root everything in the word of God. And that will be our key prescription for all who are in trouble. May God help you to guard and tend this congregation, to give them protection, that you would uh, watch over them and protect them from the onslaughts of the evil one, that you would also give them correction for 2 Timothy 3.16 tells us that, this word which is put in your hand to teach must also be times when there is correction as well to the sheep. Care for them. Watch over them. It is a great responsibility that God will use you in that way. May God enrich you in all the 50 years that you will be here. May he just fill you with himself. And now a word to you, the congregation, the people. Again, thank you for your faithfulness to Jesus, your love for him. You've prayed for this day, your steadiness. Allow me to give some words of counsel to you as well. First of all, follow your shepherd. God has called him here. God has uh, established him here. And I encourage you, follow your shepherd. Allow me to once again read some verses from Joshua chapter 1. Notice the response of the people to their new pastor in verse 16. They answered Joshua saying, all that you have commanded us, we will do. Wherever you send us, we will go. Just as we obeyed Moses in all things, so we will obey you. Only may the Lord your God be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your command, and by the way, this is just kind of the scripture here, and does not obey your words in all that you command him shall be put to death. Now, I don't want to get any phone calls of... But uh, the scripture is pretty clear that we who are followers have a responsibility to follow. Uh, give Give your pastor the benefit of the doubt when he senses God is leading in some initiative or some direction. Hear him out. Be willing to step out and follow in that way. Secondly, we have a responsibility as people, according to first thessalonians four seventeen uh, not only to obey but also to make their leadership a joy that as they serve here, it will be a joy for them for the pastor that as he comes, he will have a, a special uh, step spring in his step because he knows this is a wonderful place of ministry. Be people who make his ministry a joy. We all have uh, people over us. I have a boss as well, an earthly one. Uh, He lives 2,000 miles away. That's pretty nice sometimes. (laughs) But he is over me, and I have a responsibility to make his leadership a joy. So my hope and prayer is that when I call his office and his administrative assistant buzzes him and says, Randy Corbin's on the line, and he doesn't say, oh, my, not that pest again. What does he want? What's he going to complain about today? But my prayer is that every time he knows I'm on the line, he'll consider that an oasis, something positive. So let's be people who make Our leadership, uh, the pastor's leadership, a joy. Uh, Give words of affirmation. Uh, Don't be afraid to uh, say thank you, to encourage him, and note special things. And the same with the family as well. Words of affirmation are, are very important, as well, almost as important as a raise. Almost, words of affirmation. Also, uh, words of optimism and faith. Uh, it's always encouraging to a pastor when people do like the people here in uh, the Israelites here in the text. They're basically cheering Joshua on. We're we're with you. We're we're standing right there. You know, it's going to go well. We're going to see advance. We're going to see blessing. We're going to see increase. God is at work. We're going to see marvelous things. As opposed to saying, well, I'm not sure. Things are probably not going to go as well as maybe what we had hoped. But be people of faith, words of faith, words of optimism, uh, so important for that. And words of what I would call volunteerism that we're willing to do whatever when there's a need or an opportunity for service in that way. We also have a responsibility, as the New Testament tells us, to uh, care for our shepherds. Care for them materially, care for them emotionally as well, that we uh, will lift them in, in what they do, and care for them uh, With uh, proper care. They're like you and me. They have needs and responsibilities. So we want to do that, certainly. We want to encourage them from time to time. I remember in one church I served, uh, the first one I served, uh, every time I went on vacation, a gentleman would give me a Dutch handshake on his way out of church. A Dutch handshake, by the way, is, you know, putting a, he would put a $5 bill in his hand. And as he shook my hand, he'd say, have a wonderful vacation. And that sure helped me have a wonderful vacation. Little touches like that that we want to do for those who are over us in that way. And also be sensitive to their needs professionally and spiritually, that we... Uh, will encourage them to seek God in their life and seek to be better and to do well in that process. That we will be a congregation who gives wonderful support to our pastoral family in all that they do. So, on this day we begin a journey together. I'm convinced that it is a promised land, as well as it was for the Israelites. Uh, I would like to say from here on out, it will be milk and honey. But when we read Joshua, we discover that it wasn't all roses and uh, sugar. But there were challenges. And so there will be those challenges. There will be those times in which... uh, we will be a bit disappointed by an attack of the enemy without and sometimes even within. And that's why, once again in this chapter, we see the words, only be strong and courageous. Every assignment requires courage at one point or another. So, to pastor and to people. Be people of courage. Because ahead there are tremendous victories. We're going to thrill at what God's going to do. But there will also be battles that we have to face as well. But be strong and courageous because God will give us what's needed. So, pastor, may God anoint you, fill you with himself, that you can be a shepherd who feeds the flock and who also equips the flock because the true test of your effectiveness as pastor, according to Ephesians 4, is the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry. When that day comes many, many years down the road and God directs you away from here, The test of your leadership will be how equipped the saints are to carry out ministry. May God give you success as you seek to equip them for the work of ministry. And to you, the congregation, thank you for your faithfulness, your love, your love for God. And I would encourage you to team with your pastor, walk with him, Be his encourager, and may you together see a wonderful work of God here, there, and everywhere because of Faith Alliance Church and because of God's working in and through you. At this time, we want to uh, pray over our pastor and his wife and dedicate them to God so I'm going to ask uh, Pastor and Maria and family if they would uh, kneel up here, probably this side over here. I'm going to ask all of you to stand. I'm going to ask all the governance authority and spouses if they would come and gather around the Krilovs, lay hands on them.